This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Welcome in another edition of Green and Growing. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, along with our guy, Nathan Marzion. You can follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. And of course, download this very fine podcast on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast at, or you can stream us live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. And uh, that is what's going on tonight as we are on as soon as the Bucks and Bulls game was over. Uh, we're on doing our show. Bucks beat the Bulls 118 to 109. Giannis, 35 points and 11 rebounds. I guess before we get going here and really dive into Andre Jackson Jr., because I feel like this is the Andre Jackson Jr. game. Uh, before we dive into Andre Jackson Jr. and Marjan Beauchamp uh, and, and those two guys play, overall thoughts, I guess, kind of uh, Marjan on what you thought of this game. I really wasn't super impressed, to be honest with you, uh, through about three quarters of this game as far as how they looked and how they played. And then they finally put something together there in the fourth quarter, seemingly really without Damian Lillard. This thing kind of got going. Uh, Your thoughts on what you saw? I mean, I I think there were definitely stretches in the first three quarters that impressed me and there were stretches that didn't. I was happy with the first quarter. I mean, they were up 17 after one. And then they had a bad first six minutes of the second quarter, but then they closed out the final six minutes well and um, took a, I think it was 10-point lead into halftime. And then they kind of came out again, looked sluggish for the first six-ish minutes of the third quarter and um, then closed it out well in the in the late third. I could be wrong on the second quarter. I might have be, be confusing that with the third. But I know the third, they started out poorly and then came back and kind of you know, once Andre Jackson came in, that kind of changed the game a little bit. And Chris got cooking a little bit and they just kind of, um, you know, I, I think the Bulls were up one in the middle of the third quarter. And then by the time the third quarter ended, the Bucks were back up nine or 10. So glad that they were able to kind of, you know, hold off the Bulls anytime they um, either took the lead or got really close. The Bucks did were able to kind of get that lead back up and, so I, I'm definitely, I mean, it's it's progress, I think. I think they looked a lot better defensively overall. Their activity level is a lot higher. And, um, you know, they had a, two quarters where, where they held them 25 points or less. I mean, they held them to 18 in the first quarter. They held them to 25 in the third. And so, again, there were, there were bad stretches. There were moments where guys got hot. Vucevic killed them a little bit in the second half. But just overall, DeRozan 3 for 14, Levine 5 for 19. Um, I thought they were able to defend those guys decently well, hold them in check. And um, I thought Brooke had a pretty good defensive game. And then again, you know, as you mentioned, Andre Jackson came in, played really well defensively. Marjan looked good. And so 
Yeah, I think even even Dame, especially in like the first quarter, first half, his defense was a lot better than it had been. He was more active. He was more engaged as the whole team kind of was. It seemed like they were just trying harder on defense tonight. Like they kind of had, you could kind of tell that they were like, okay, this is, you know, we have to figure this out. Like this isn't, you know, we're not going to just let this be um, such a huge struggle all season. And so I think they they came out more, um, you know, uh, locked in on that end of the court. Outside and, of the start of the third. Yeah. Again, they weren't, they're not going to be perfect. Like, I, I don't know. I get annoyed when people are like, well, they had a bad stretch here. And yeah, they're going to have, there's going to be stretches where teams get hot. There's going to be, it's the NBA. Like they're not going to play always four quarters of just lockdown basketball and perfect basketball. And um, I thought, I just thought overall their, their intensity level defensively was, was much, much better. And so I'm, I'm happier about that end of the court. Got some breaking news, not involving the Milwaukee Bucks, but involving the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, the Brewers set to name Pat Murphy as their new manager, according to Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic. Murphy, of course, uh, the bench coach uh, for Craig Council, uh, and now will be the manager for the Milwaukee Brewers. Did you, hear, did you happen to hear who the Cubs named as their new manager? I can't punch you through the computer screen. So you're, right, you're sorry. okay. You're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're you're okay though uh, at this point. Um, I'm I, I just I'm not in a good place with that whole council thing at all. Uh, and I I like Pat Murphy and I get it. I don't know why an old dude like Pat Murphy wants to be through go through a rebuild with this team. Um, but that's fine. Uh, and what's going to happen is Murphy will be the guy to sit here and downplay <clears throat> council going to the Cubs. You know, talk about how great council is and everything he did for Milwaukee. And you fans got to remember that. And you shouldn't boo him and blah 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 blah. That's all I'm going to hear all season for Pat Murphy about how we shouldn't be mad at Craig Council. And to that I say, to hell with you, to hell with him, to hell with everybody involved with council. Okay, let's move back onto the Bucks. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, th- this is, I guess, kind of where I'm at. I- I've come to the realization that what we're going to see every game until somebody stops it and defends it is Giannis is going to take like the first hundred shots in the first four to five minutes of every game um, until he goes to the bench. And then once he goes to the bench, then everybody else can participate in the game of basketball on the offensive side of the floor uh, and try and find their rhythm and find their shots. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I'm not critical of it, but it just seems like that's kind of the philosophy going on right now of because they pull Giannis with, what do they pull him? Five minutes into the game, six minutes into the game, whatever it is. It was like the 730 mark or something. Right. Yeah. So they're doing it consistently. And again, I'm good with it. Like I'm, this is, I'm not being critical of Adrian Griffin. I think it's a wise move to try and rotate these guys the way he's rotating them. I have no issue. I, I don't know. Is what I'm. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know if I like Giannis versus the world for the first four or five minutes of every game, um, and him trying to establish himself and getting some early points and so forth before he goes to the bench, versus kind of kind of getting everybody else more involved. Almost, I don't know. Every game that these two guys have played together, I feel like Lillard watches for the first four or five minutes of the game. Maybe he'll get a shot, but for the most part, it's the Giannis show. And I don't. Like I said, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. But at some point, somebody's going to start running two, three guys at Giannis and force him to give up the ball to make somebody else take a shot. I would think. I don't know why it hasn't happened to this point. But at some point, somebody's going to do it. Yeah, the first, I, I mean, I noticed that as well. It seems like to start games, Dame isn't as assertive. And it just is like, okay, he'll take one shot in the first quarter. And you're just like, why hasn't, you know, why isn't he looking for a shot more? Um, now, 
you know, again, there's like tonight it, it worked, you know, they got out to a strong start. Giannis was yep. very good to start the game. There's been several games where it's been completely fine, but, um, and so I, you know, like you said, I'm not going to complain about it. If it's working, I'm not going to complain about it. If, um, you know, it's just something that I, I don't know, like it, if it's just kind of how it's working out right now that Giannis happens to be taking the, the majority of shots early and kind of getting into his rhythm right away. I mean, if it gets them out to a fast start, okay, cool. But I have noticed that as well. And I don't know, it, it, it is kind of frustrating when like that happened, you know, Giannis takes all those shots and they got out to a good lead and everything. That's good. But then they take out Giannis and then I don't feel like him and Dame were on the court together again for a while. And so Correct. you didn't really, for a long time, you didn't really get to see much of Dame Giannis together. Now, now Dame did have a few nice passes to Giannis early in this game, which was good to see. Like, it's not like they're just playing completely their own separate games and not even involving one another. Right. That's they were kind of doing that earlier in the season, but it's, they've been better at, you know, Giannis finding Dame a little bit, Dame finding Giannis a little bit. And so, yeah, early on, there were like three or four nice passes from Dame to Giannis, which intrigued me. Like I liked seeing that, but again, like then they went on this long stretch. Like, I don't know if it was like till late in the second quarter or maybe even the third quarter that they really were back on the floor together again. And you could kind of see them work off each other again, but um, yeah, something interesting to, to, to keep in mind and to kind of watch for as the season continues. Cause I've noticed that as well is just, yeah, Dame kind of letting Giannis do his thing and letting other guys kind of get the shots early. Um, you know, I don't know if it's just him saying, I don't want to force things immediately. I want to let the game come to me. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just what they seem to be wanting to do. The one thing about Lillard is when his three's not falling, and it wasn't tonight, uh, the ability that he has just to blow by a, a person consistently is there like all the time. Like, it doesn't matter who's on him. His ability just to blow by him and get to the rim um, and either get the layup or create a shot for somebody else. And, and as much as, you know, I like Drew Holiday, uh, yes, he has the ability to do that sometimes. I don't feel like he's as quick as Lillard. I feel like Lillard is quicker than him getting to the rim than maybe Drew Holiday was. For Drew, it kind of felt like it was a buildup as you started going kind of a little bit. Uh, and then he picks up speed with Lillard. That first step is fast and he's by you and he's on the move uh, kind of going to the rim. And that's good because... There was a situation in the first half where the Bucks desperately needed a bucket. The Bulls were making a little bit of a run, and Lillard just bowls by his guy, boop, layup, two points, stops the run, uh, and, and the Bucks get back on defense. And you don't have that uh, when Lillard's not out there. Now, as far as Chris Middleton goes, as we continue to to play the watch the minutes game, when Middleton's been in there, it's been, I think, for the most part, old Chris. I mean, you know, making a bonehead pass, bonehead decision here and there, uh, yes. silky smooth Dude, jumper. He's always due for one or two just ridiculously bad turnovers yes. a game, but he makes yes. up for it because he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's very good outside of that, but yes, yeah, he's I, got I the he, silky smooth jumper going, you know, he's, he's got all of that. Um, but it, again, for the most part, it's same old Chris Middleton. The only question still remains as far as, you know, oh, what is the end game in all of this? I, I would love to see their little master plan. Somebody should email it to me for the bucks. Why don't you just email it to me and I'll leave you all alone. Like, show me when exactly this dude is supposed to get to 30 to 32 minutes a game. Does he never get to 32 minutes a game? Does is that part of the plan? Like this year, he's only going to play max 25 minutes. And that's kind of the plan for this year. Next year, maybe we'll get to 30. I, I just, I don't know. I'm anxious. I'm not a patient person by nature in any aspect of my life. Um, and most people aren't anymore. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. See, that's. I think that's my. I think that's one of the problems, and and one of the reasons I like. I love Twitter, but it's hard for me to go on in moments like this because I am a very patient person. Like I'm able to kind of try to see the big picture and like, no, nah, it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. And I feel like nobody on Twitter is patient. I feel like no. You know, again, ninety five percent of people are just like. Oh my God, he's not playing. Oh my God, the team looks bad. Oh my God, it's end of the world. And it's like, give it time, give it time. And I have to, I try to be the one and I I might be dead wrong. Like there's a chance that, that like we're in January, February and you know, they, they still aren't playing well. Chris still isn't playing a, a lot, but I'm like, at this point in the season, I don't think you can do anything other than be patient. Like what else are you going to do? Just complain about every single game and be miserable. Like most well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, they will. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, like, is that really what you want to do? Like you can either just be patient and watch things play out and just kind of like watch with, you know, just, just, just watch tentatively for, for uh, a month and a half here and wait until Christmas or January to really make any big declarations about like, Oh my God, this team is good or bad. Or you can, um, you know, just again, get mad at every single game and every single thing that goes wrong. And everyone seems to want to do the, the latter of that. So I don't know. I, I'm just different in that way of, of, I, I feel like I'm more patient than most people. And so with Chris, I'm going to continue to trust that it will, you know, at some point he'll get ramped up. And they, again, part of it is because they did this last year when he was coming back from injury and we saw it like for, for the first, I don't even want, I want to say it was like 10 to 15 games for when he was coming back. Now they had to ramp him up quicker then because it was getting, nor- it was playoffs. This, this was late January that he came back. And so from late January until like March, he was only playing 15 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe got up to 18, maybe 20. But then you saw him in the whole back half of that like later stretch from March on, basically or the last month of the season, it went from, you know, 20 to 22 to 25 to 28 to all of a sudden the last few games, last really eight games ish, he was playing 30 something minutes a game. So I have faith that eventually they will. And I have faith that they're just saying, Hey, it's, it's still November. Um, you know, if, is there really a huge difference for us right now? Is it really worth it to play Chris 30 something minutes rather than 20? I don't know. You know, as long as he's playing, like, I I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he looks good. I'm glad he seems comfortable. This doesn't look like something like he, he can't hold up for 20 minutes. Right. You know, he, 
he looks p- perfectly fine. Um, so I, I'm just going to continue to trust that it'll get better. All right, let's talk about these young guys because uh, I think that's the story of the night. Andre Jackson Jr. Uh, I'm seeing people on Twitter put him in the starting lineup. That's enough. We don't need to say anything more from Malik Beasley because people are done with Malik Beasley already. That's just remarkable. Um, so people Malik want Andre Jackson. Malik wasn't even bad either. I mean, he he hasn't he he's had bad games, but he's also had some good moments. Yeah, people are done with him. Uh, okay, so Andre Jackson Jr. Uh, I, again, I, I said before the season. Dude, if he can't shoot, he can't play. Like he just can't be on the floor. He doesn't do anything. He's he's got to do more. Uh, and tonight he hit a three, right? And he was feeling good. Hit a little push shot. Looked like a like he was throwing a shot put. Uh, I know towards that was, the rim. That crazy. Yeah, that was kind of ugly. But either way, uh, it went in. Uh, and uh, again, you can tell these dudes like him, and they talk about in the broadcast about how you know everybody gets along with this dude and they like him and so forth. Uh, and good things kind of seem to happen a little bit when he's on the floor, providing he doesn't follow somebody three times in about three seconds. Uh, so provided that doesn't happen again, he, he, he does provide some stuff, good ball movement, uh, harassing a guy trying to get a steal on an inbounds. I mean, there's some good things to take away from Andre Jackson jr. And with Jay Crowder out for eight weeks, that's right. Eight weeks. He's out. Um, he's got to play. So here we go. Uh, th- this may be a blessing in disguise, you know, with all due respect, I'm sorry, Jay Crowder is hurt for eight weeks. That, that sucks. Uh, but it may be a blessing in disguise where, you know, these guys want to get younger, more athletic and longer and faster. This may allow them to get Andre Jackson Jr. And Marjan Beauchamp a lot more minutes than they were planning on. Uh, and maybe now all of a sudden they do become possible rotation guys here. Uh, for the rest of the season, if they both can prove it. Now, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out, but encouraging things to be seen from Andre Jackson Jr. tonight, Nathan Marzian. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when they drafted him, I was very intrigued with the pick. I didn't, like, love it, but I was like, okay, I know that he does a lot of good things. I know that he's a winner. I know that he makes winning plays. I know that he's a good defender. I know that he's, you know, just a dog. Like, he is... He does everything but shoot the ball well, and and you know he's not really a ball handler either. So he doesn't really handle the ball. He doesn't really shoot, but he can do everything else really well. I didn't think he'd be very useful right away. I'm like, okay, he's he's probably gonna need a year, two years to really become anything of a rotational player, because again, he's just so raw offensively, like as as far as scoring. But right. with how this season's going. You know, I, I didn't think going into the season, I'm like, he's not gonna play much. I'm not gonna be asking for him to play much. You know, I'm not saying they shouldn't ever play him, but I just wasn't expecting him to be any meaningful player for us. But with how the season has gone so far, all of a sudden you're like, why not throw him in there? You know, again, with with how bad the defense has been and, you know, once you and again, part of I mean, when they made the draft pick, they had Drew. So the perimeter defense wasn't as much of an issue. But then once you make the Drew trade, okay, all of a sudden that becomes a bigger need and you're left with, okay, who are our wing defenders? Who are our perimeter defenders? All of a sudden, he's a name that you're like, you know, when when they're just letting someone torch you, you might as well throw him in there. And, you know, he, he's been very good in his minutes. He stays in front of his guy very well. He's just a very good perimeter defender so far and just a super, super smart player overall. Like he I said, right when they I mean, when I was I do my analysis of all the draft prospects and the guy I compared him to was like a kind of quicker, more athletic but not as good overall Draymond Green. Like he does all those little things. He's, he's not a, a rebounder. Yeah. He's a not rebounder. A he's a defender. Yeah. He's a rebounder. He's a defender. He's a pest. He He's a good passer. He's very high IQ. 
but like he's not the best shot creator or like shooter, but he still can make a ton of winning plays and be a hugely impactful player yeah. even without that. That's kind of how I compared him. And so far, you know, yeah, he's kind of been a, a you know poor man's Draymond with how he's played, where it's just like okay, like offensively he's doing some decent things, and defensively he's just been a, a, a difference maker. Like they just look like a different team when he's on the court, and his energy is very much felt. And you can say the same thing about Marjan too. Like he's been very good in his minutes. So yeah, I mean at this point, like with Jay out, I mean it's going to be the young guys are going to be getting their run. And as you said, and I had said this kind of when when the news broke, I was like, you never, you know, this is obviously a bad thing that Jay Crowder's out, but it could end up being a, a decent thing for them if they can all of a sudden see more Marjan, Andre Jackson, see more of what they have in those guys, and you know, as long as Jake comes back and is still looking good and everything by, by January or whenever he's supposed to get back, then like you should be fine. And you can at least now get more run out of those young guys that you might not have gotten before. So, um, definitely happy with what we've seen from them. And yeah, I mean, again, no, no reason at this point, not to give them minutes moving forward when kind of coming into the season, you weren't sure if they were going to be how, how many minutes they were going to be playing, but the way, the way things have unfolded, they need to be playing minutes. Have we ever seen Another guy as young as that dude wearing a back brace when he's off the floor. What was the hell was that all about? He goes off the floor and they wrap like it looked like a back brace around the midsection of his body. What was that? I didn't see that. Has somebody else ever worn that? If you got the game on your DVR or when you watch the replay of it, watch it. He comes out on the floor all excited about Bochamp hitting a shot after that. He's got this big black brace wrapped around his midsection. Again, I'm an old guy. That's That looked like a back brace to me. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's some type of core workout or something with vibrating balls or something in it to, to help him get abs or something. I don't know what it was. It looked like a back brace. That's all I'm saying. That's what it looked like to me. If y'all you know think differently in your uh, on the Odyssey Sports YouTube uh, channel right now as we're live streaming it, feel free to leave a comment and tell me what you think it is. But it looked like a damn back brace. I, I'm going to focus on Bochamp a little bit. Bochamp during the preseason, because I hey, look when I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. No big deal. Didn't look any damn different to me in preseason. And I told this to Marzian. I said, man, it don't look no different. He's the same dude as he was last year. Where did he improve all this work and going to Greece with Giannis and this and that? Well, how did he get any better? Because <clears throat> he didn't look any better. He he looks better now. L- last couple of games, that three-point shot. I- I'm not to the point of thinking when it goes up, it's definitely going in. I'm not there yet. But now when it goes up, I'm not fearful that, oh, boy, he took another damn three. What are you doing, man? Just go to the rim, quit shooting threes. He, he's hitting them at a pretty consistent rate right now from outside. And if he ends up becoming a three and D type player, if that's what Bochamp becomes, that is a huge thing for this Milwaukee Bucks team. A huge thing. If he can be that, because in transition, he can get out and run. He can play above the rim. He can do all that fun stuff you want these young guys to do. But if he can knock down the three and be long and defend, that's a big bonus for Adrian Griffin and that coaching staff. Yeah, and I've been I've been mainly aligned with you on like you know I never hated Marjan. I never was like this guy should not play any minutes. But I just I I was very skeptical that he could be a super impactful player for us and really play like meaningful minutes later in the season. You know, right. I kept saying I said all offseason he should be playing twenty ish minutes a game off the bench, and you know I don't expect him to be anything special, but. I expect him to show some flashes, but be very inconsistent and not really be like a consistently impactful, playable guy. But I was like, if he is, 
then you can talk about maybe moving him into the, you know, like playing with the starters and starting lineup and stuff like that and locking him into the rotation. But I didn't expect that coming in. And yeah, he's impressed me. Like I'll, I'll gladly be wrong on that as well. Um, so far, you know, the three point shots been there and defensively he's looked good. And this wasn't even like his best game or anything. Um, he's had several games better than this one, but he was two for four from three hit a couple. I think it was in the third or maybe the fourth. I don't remember. And um, yeah, again, playing good defense. So yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased with what I've seen from him. And like, we've needed that, you know, we've needed another guy that can play decent defense, hit some shots and just be a, a playable guy. And so to have that, and if he can continue to be that moving forward, you know, having him on a, a cheap contract, if he can give you ma- playoff minutes this season, like that, that becomes all of a sudden a huge, huge value for you. And, um, you know, again, something I did not expect. So I'm very pleased with Marjan. Bucks win this one, 118, 109 over the Chicago Bulls. Giannis, 35 points, uh, 11 rebounds, uh, 500 three pointers made for Giannis on a pretty ridiculous three point shot. Let's be honest, probably pretty lucky. But either way, he hit it. Acted like it wasn't lucky, but oh, that was that was. He looks. He's better. I mean, he. That's a high percentage shot for him. He's he's like KD. When lightning strikes, I'll just go on with the podcast. Uh, so I I do want to get into uh, Chris Middleton passing Michael Red uh, on the all time scoring list for the Milwaukee Bucks because. I have a question. We'll do that coming up next here. Green and Growing Podcast, uh, streaming live on your Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Download it on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast at. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's uh, continue to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. They get the win against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Chris Middleton passes Michael Red on the all-time scoring list. And I found myself on my couch in my living room debating myself the rest of the half uh, whether or not I think Chris Middleton is better than Michael Red or not. Then I started debating myself of whether or not I think Chris Middleton is a better fit for this Bucks team than Michael Red, or if Michael Red would be an actual better fit for this Milwaukee Bucks team currently with Giannis and Lillard and Lopez and so forth. So I figured this would be a fun question to ask. Who would you rather have on this current Bucks team this year? The 23-24 team, not last year's, not the not, not the NBA championship team, right? Not who would you rather have on any random team, Brad or Middleton. We're not going to play that game because I think both of these guys are better in different situations for what they do because they, they're they're different type of players to a certain degree, I guess. Uh, Michael Red, an Olympian, uh, right? Middleton's done that. Uh, so Michael Red, really good at threes. Middleton has shown he can be really good at threes. 
Uh, defensively, Michael Red was at the beginning of his career until he discovered offense and then stopped. Uh, Middleton was and kind of hasn't been the same uh, after everything that's happened to him, injury-wise and so forth. Uh, so the question is, before I give you my answer, Nathan Marzian, who would you rather have on this Bucks team? I can't wait. Middleton or Michael Red? It's it's Middleton. It's not. It's not. Even I love Michael Red. Michael Red is no, you don't. You just said I you'd do. rather have Middleton. You don't love him that much. You kind of like Michael Red. I don't know if I say I love no, Michael I, Red. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like my favorite player before Brandon Jennings and before so my, my favorite player order went TJ Ford number one. Like oh, first oh, there. he was my he went, hold, I can't do this I, show anymore. Oh my on, god. On. Oh my, my god. My first oh. year watching the Bucks, my favorite oh. player was TJ Ford because he was the point guard and I liked point guard and you know I was I was a point guard because I was small. So TJ Ford, my original favorite player. That was for one year and then he got traded. And then it became Michael Red from you know 06 to 2010 or whenever Jennings kind of got drafted, and then it became Jennings, and then it became Giannis, blah blah blah. But I loved Michael Red. Like I have nothing against Michael Red, but he is not the guy you'd put on this team. He's a he's more of a volume shooter, scorer, and not a good defender, and isn't much of a, a, a passer. Chris is a so much better fit for a team that already has two superstars, that has two primary ball handlers, that you now can be just a more spot up shooter, get your own shot a little bit, you know, some some of the time, mid range, connective piece offensively with the passing. He's been such a good passer this year. Um, I know again, he had a couple bad turnovers tonight, but like he still had some nice passes. It's Chris. It's, I don't, it's not even close. My dad hates Michael Red because of how he was always like a shot chucker and all that. So I can tell you right now, my dad would very much say Chris Middleton because Middleton, I love how Middleton, Middleton perfect- didn't have Middleton. Now, hold on a second here. First of all, Michael Red, in fairness to Michael Red, okay, I'm not a Michael Red guy, but in fairness to Michael Red, he didn't have crap for a sporting cast for a majority yes. of his career. He never had a Giannis or a Dame Lillard to play with. He never so played with no another that- top 75 player ever. So we don't even know what Michael Wright would look like in yes. this situation. Like, but I would know, he be but- unbelievable in this situation, having two superstars to play with him? Because he's, ne- other than the Olympics, he never had an opportunity like this to see what it would look like. But I know that, but I, we can say we don't know what Michael Red would be in this. I know what Chris Middleton is in this situation as a secondary yes. slash third option. He's a championship winning secondary slash third option because we've seen it. So I'm easily taking Chris. And he was the Chris, second option in that championship team. Well, I know, but I'm just saying yeah. now he's a third so that it's even right. better. But I'm just saying that, I, I mean, Chris to me is like one of the perfect, you know, again, second slash third guys you can have because he doesn't demand the ball too much. He's not a volume scorer. He's more of an efficient guy. He's more of a, um, you know, he, he'll get enough shots to be impactful and, and get to his spots and all that stuff, but he's not going to force it too much. He's going to make passes that are, he's going to make some good passes. He was decently good on defense tonight and I thought made some nice plays. So I'm happy about that. Um, obviously that's still a, a work in progress for him getting back to where he used to be, but just overall, like I, I love Chris as a, as like a third option and, easily over Michael Red. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's say this. Both are good dudes as far as locker room guys, right? Neither one is um, a James Harden, me, me, me guy or nothing like that. So both these guys just shut up and do their work for the most part. Um, So both would be good fits from that aspect in the locker room. I feel like I trust Michael Red more in catch and shoot situations than I do Middleton. Um, for sure. Uh, Middleton going to the rim, Michael Red going to the rim. Eh, I, I don't I don't know how much more of a difference there is there. Where Marzion has the difference maker and said the difference maker to me and why I would pick Middleton as well over Michael Red is simply because of his passing ability. Now again, we saw tonight. Will lead to turnovers because he'll make boneheaded decisions and think he's going to make some great pass and then it doesn't work out. But 80% but, of the time it works. But, right, we've seen him come up, initiate offense, and run the offense fairly well. Uh, we've seen him make great passes to Giannis. That inbounds play today from the side out, he throws that alley to Giannis. Now, it didn't finish, but it was right there, right where it had to be. That is not easy to do. Now, we won't talk about <laughs> Jokic throwing that one from three quarters court from the side out an alley-oop all the way down and completing an alley-oop dunk on that one. I thought that one thing was Photoshopped when I first saw it on the internet. On, on Twitter, I was like, ain't no way that actually happened. Nope, I want to see it on TV. I want to make sure this actually happened. It was an unbelievable play by Jokic. But uh, Middleton definitely better pass than Michael Red. Yes, I give you that. Uh, defensively, at this point in Middleton's career versus Red, they're pretty much equal. Neither one really played that much defense per se. Red did early on. In Red's career, when he was, you know, had Sam and Glenn and Ray and Tim Thomas, George Carl wouldn't play him unless he played defense. And if he didn't play defense, George is like, go sit back down. I don't care about your offense. If you can't play D, you're not playing. Uh, so he kind of had to fight his way through that uh, in order to get on the floor. He had to play defense. And like I said, once he started scoring, then that part of his game kind of uh, went wayside. Uh, and it was more about scoring the basketball. Uh, but yeah, I would take, I would take Middleton as well uh, on this team. Can you realize something? They have two of the top five all-time leading scorers in Bucks history on this basketball team. Two of the top five all-time. And for those of you anti-Middleton people, I'm telling you right now, if they win another championship... Sparky, I lost you. But I'm telling you, if they win a second championship, Chris Middleton's going to be in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Now, all you people that hate Middleton are not going to like that. But that's how it's going to be, right? I mean, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, they went together. Middleton is that Pippen to Giannis, uh, or as Pippen was to Jordan, Middleton is that to Giannis, and he's going to roll right behind him in uh, at, at some point here. I think they got to get two, though. I think going now, I, I don't know if he gets in now, currently as we sit today. I'd have to look at points and all that other stuff compared to other guys that are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I think if they win two, Middleton's in the Hall of Fame. You agree or disagree with that, Nathan? Uh-oh. I don't hear. I don't I don't hear. Am I good uh, now? Ours, yeah. It's all right, though. There you go. Wait, now I got you. Go I, ahead. I had to unplug my mic for a sec because I lost you and then I was muted. So anyways. But Chris, not right now. He's not in the Hall of Fame. But if he, yeah, if they win another one and he, and he plays well and he's a big, 
you know, factor in the, in the championship, then yes, I think he would be. Um, and, you know, again, just when you take into account, like just the, the longevity and like everything that he's done, you know, for, for now 10 plus years with one organization, like I definitely think that um, he'll be up there and yeah, it's going to, it's going to make a lot of people mad when his Jersey is up in the rafters of, you know, Pfizer forum yep. till the end yeah. of time, but screw the haters. He's earned it. And like, it's not, I mean, that, that one's not even a debate. Like he is going to be in the rafters. It's not close, but yeah. Um, I, I cannot wait for that day though. Yeah. I, I enjoy the fact that Giannis will be up there. Um, and not Ray Allen. I enjoy that tremendously as well. Uh, he is uh, uh, my guy, Nathan Mars. You can follow him on Twitter at Nathan Mars. You can follow me at Sparky Radio, Green and Growing Podcast. We always record these Monday and Thursday nights, post it on Tuesday and Friday mornings. Tell your friends, tell your family members, check out the latest installment of the Green and Growing Podcast on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast at, and of course, on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel uh, as well. And one last time, Pat Murphy, the new manager of uh, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers uh, replacing Craig Council, who is with the Chicago Cubs now and can go to hell. Uh-